All right. And cue the vacuum cleaner lady. <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> I'm going to get her. I'll get you, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, by the way, circling back on that since you mentioned it, <laughs> hang on one second. Hang on. I do actually do have something to address because I was talking this out with somebody and I said, uh-huh. I said, hey, I admit I did horribly on the on the Christmas quiz at our Christmas party. I got I got embarrassed. <laughs> it, it appeared that I only got four out of 12. But the one that I'm the most suspicious of is what did Frosty the snowman say last words or what was that what it was what was Frosty's last words yeah Frosty's last words yes and I and I, okay I remember now it was Greg I ran this by Greg okay whose opinion that I value and I said I answered that question I'll get you kids and and <laughs> and he was he was like that's no that's not right I said well I know it doesn't seem like it but let me explain the correct the, <laughs> the correct answer apparently is I'll be back what is it I'll be back again someday. someday. Okay, well, that's kind of the same thing. No, it's not. That is a veiled threat. It is not a veiled threat. It's just a statement of fact. Okay, the only difference between my answer and that answer is that mine kind of sounded like, I'll get you right now. And the actual answer is, I'll get you sometime in the future, but that's going to be even more fearful because you don't know when. Incorrect. I'll be back again someday, and when I'm back, I'm going to get you. It's kind of it's no, an implied threat. No, I was correct. I got five right. Incorrect. No, incorrect, sir, because that's like me saying, hey, Toph, I'm going to punch you in the face. Alternatively, hey, Chris, I'll see you next week. Yeah. I'll be back someday versus like, I'll get you. I'm like, whoa, dude, step off. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, but if I said, hey, Chris, I'll see you next week, you're not going to be like, whoa, bro, why don't you take a step back? Yes, I, that was my response. Whoa, dial it down, buddy. <laughs> well, why don't you need, you need to like dial it, dial it down a little bit? And I'd say, let's just take care of business now. I'd, I'd choose option A, and then you can go about your business. I'll see you whenever. Fine, throw down, man. I got my dukes up, my mittens ready. All I'm saying is, it's possible. You don't know what Frosty meant when he said, I'll yes, be back I again. Do. You don't. You weren't there. My you dad there. is Santa Claus. What? My father is Santa Claus. Everyone knows this. That has nothing to do with this conversation whatsoever. Yes, it does, because he is in cahoots and friends with all the like mythical, magical creatures, especially at Christmas. Well, I mean, maybe your dad is. Maybe he can speak to this, but you certainly can't. It's not oh, like that transference. That's false, sir. That is false, my friend. Hey, I'm not friends with all of my dad's friends. Yeah, but some of you are, and like this is one of those for me. That's really convenient. There's, it I is don't, convenient. I don't Why do you believe... think I'm so good at Christmas trivia? Hey, let... <laughs> <laughs> All right, that that was a low blow. <laughs> Look, together we make one regular person of Christmas. <laughs> we make one normal Christmas person. Okay, here's how we're going to settle this. Listen, listen. Okay. We've just heard your opinion and my opinion. The only way to settle this is to have Frosty himself call the hotline at 321-465-2180. Call in. I do acknowledge I didn't get the exact quote right. I'm just saying I got the... I got the intention correct. I think you were so off base. I, I on just this, said man. it wrong. So, Frosty, call into the show and let us know when you said, I'll be back again someday. Did you not mean to, to threaten those children? Okay. You, were, were, you, were you not threatening those children? Fine. But then you and I cannot weigh in on this on the calls. What are you talking about? Frosty's going to call. I, I, I know he will. I Frosty's going to call. 
Frosty's going to call. Yep. Please, li- Frosty, I know you're listening. I know you listen to the show. I know you're a bit of a lurker rather than a participator in the group. That's okay. Which is fine. We, we love lurkers as much as participators. Just That's like sincere. recently deceased John McCain. Yes, yes. So we don't we don't have to we don't you don't need to step up your participation game. We're just asking for a single phone call to the hotline. Please clear it up. When you said I'll be back again someday, were you not threatening those children? <laughs> that, that when you got that when you came back, what you really meant is I'm going to get you. I think the only ne- thing that he might be then. threatening them with is future happiness and cheer at the Christmas time comes each year. So you agree it was a threat? No, it was a promise see, of joy. You use the word threat. Yeah, I'm trying to talk some sense into people who don't really understand how Christmas works. Okay. All right. Well, this isn't going to be settled until we get a call on the hotline, so let's just let's just leave it there. I mean, we'll have to get Frosty and maybe Santa himself. Okay. All right. So we do have a busy agenda, but before we do that, we're going to get into our, a couple of our normal things. The first thing is our top contributors list. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Aha. Uh-huh. I love the top contributors list. I do as well. And we have said fairly recently, especially about the top four or five, that these don't change that much. And even kind of the top ten, I I don't it just seemed like just for a short well, it seemed like it wasn't gonna change that much. Everybody was in the top ten, they were moving around a little bit, but they weren't nobody was in and out of the top ten or out of the top five or even the four. And then as soon as I said that, there was all kinds of movement. Yeah, that thing is like a volatile pocket uh, of changing status. It really is. So having said that, let's just jump in, and I'm going to go through them really quickly. Okay. So in the 10 spots, someone very familiar to you, Carrie McGinnis of Blazing Caribou Studios and Feast on History, Keith. (laughs) Come on, Keith. That's on history. Number nine is Chris Osborne of the Play Comics Podcast. Number eight is Kelsey Jane. Now, Kelsey wasn't uh, in the top ten for a while. She is back. Ah, she's resurged. Yes. The, uh, one half of the 50th episode, congratulations, drunk phone call. <laughs> right, which we enjoyed <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, I believe this is a brand new person to the top ten that hasn't been in here before, and that's Laura Thompson. Laura Thompson. Hey, welcome to the top ten. Yes. Applause. Applause. And she's been great. I love her contributions to the group. Agreed. Real, really good addition. Number six is another very solid contributor, but he slipped a little bit. Uh-oh. That'd be Jim Weir. Jim Weir. I mean, I love that guy, but you gotta you gotta pick it back up, man. I agree. And I think number five, I think is a fir- is this person has never been in the top five, as far as I know. Ooh. And you you can correct me if I'm wrong. Brisky from Turn of Phrases. Ooh, the pun turn. I don't think she's broken into the top five until today. Yeah, she's definitely been in the top ten. She's m- most certainly a, a solid contributor. I don't think she's ever ranked as high as the top ten. Welcome to the top five, Brisky. Yes, and she she does it kind of in a sneaky way because she doesn't have, well, I guess the puns, but then she's she kind of in a very subtle way is, is in a lot of other conversations, which is great. That's a very, very fair point. Okay, number four. The top four are very familiar names. Okay. But they have moved around. Number four is Luke Umshide. Ooh, Mr. Lost in America himself. Yes, Luke on the road. That's right, Luke on the road. Chimichanga, yeah. I think, as he's known these days. He is known as Chimichanga. Yeah, so Luke, you're in uh, number four spot. Now, remember, a- again, this is one of the things I was talking about. 
I don't know, what, maybe a couple months ago, he was in first place, and we kind of declared that he was untouchable in that position. That's true. And that's, I'm not, true. I'm, that's not a criticism of Luke as much as a credit to the other three that I'm about to name. Yeah, and this is like, it shifts. It shifts. See, that's what I'm saying. I was I was wrong. Uh, I, I didn't think, I thought it was a little bit static. It's, it's a lot more fluid than I thought. So in the number three spot, a guy we've dubbed the king of the internet, Ooh, Paul Chelmo of Varmints. I love that guy. And Paul Chum was going to figure early into this meeting, so we're going to get to him back to him in just a minute. Okay. Number two, remember, this is a person who took a little vacation, much deserved, by the way. And so they slipped kind of into the middle of the top ten. Well, she is back. She's in the number two spot, and she is Tiff Franks. She, I, I think it's so funny how quickly she dropped. I mean, she, like, bottomed out. And then as soon as she got back from vacation, rocketed into the top three. Yes. And because it's the holidays... She's done two things. One is, you know, she does No Thanks, I'd Rather Starve. Well, that, yep. that of course, has become holiday-themed, which is awesome. Yep. And then she's doubled down with another thread about the most creepy, terrifying versions of Santa Claus pictures with children I've ever seen. Chris, I think that, uh, I think you know what's going to happen next. I think we need to promote her to more seasoned intern. Yes! Right now, on the spot, Tiff Franks, you are now promoted to more seasoned intern from your hard work and effort at this time of year. Much deserved. Congratulations, Tiff. Thank you for all you do. Yes, sincerely. Okay, and the number one spot, it's a name you can all guess. It's the only one that we haven't mentioned. He's a major, major contributor to the group. Loves news stories. It's Mr. Quick Hits himself, <laughs> co-host of the pop-up film cast with Derek Glasscock. It's Keith Gala. Yes, Keith Gala. Congratulations. Welcome to the number one spot. And Chris, I think you know what comes next then. Is there a promotion in order? I think that we're going to have the first ever double promotion on our podcast. Mr. Keith Gala, Mr. Quick Hits himself, more seasoned intern promoted. Yes. Well done, you guys. You guys are killing it. Okay, so at this point, I'd like to, just like we've done here recently, I'd like to recognize some other great contributors. We'll go through these pretty quickly, too. Okay. So, Vanessa York, Vlado from It's Not Rocket Surgery, Sarah Stapleton, my co-host from Life is Messy. Sarah, half for that. Uh, Tori, the other half from our uh, 50th episode, (laughs) (laughs) Drunk Call-In on the Hotline. (laughs) Casey Jones. Who's really, I think, might be our official music intern. He's gone heavy on music. That's right. That's right. He has indeed. And it's been great. He's got a thread with holiday Christmas songs that you've probably never heard, and they're really good. And here's a guy that's relatively new to the group, and he came on and he's risen quickly. That would be Scott Remfrey. Ooh. I got to say, man, the, the group of people you just listed has just gone out of bounds with awesome contributions. They really have, and that's why I wanted to call them out. And and I think, let's let's not make it official. Let's say unofficially for the time being. Scott, I think, is our intern in, tar- in charge of jokes. Yeah, no, that's 100%. He was given a nickname by Jim Weir and everything. Oh, wait, no, he wasn't. I asked for it. I think you requested the nickname. I don't think if it's happened yet. Okay, yeah. Well, he's, he's up for a nickname from Jim Weir. Absolutely. Then, of course, we got Corey McCord, Science McScience Face, our science correspondent and our resident flat earth expert yep leslie morgan brian shampoo jess ann christopher devos from podcast 42 and bonnie chomo 
Yeah, you know what? I feel like all the names you've just listed, like I've heard a lot recently. So yes. thank you for the contributions because it's all been quality add-ons. Yeah, and, and I do want to say this. This is not a complete list. There's many others who contribute so much to the show, and we appreciate all of you whether we mention your names or not. Yes, 100%. Okay, moving on. Uh, we're not going to do January birthdays yet. We'll wait till our next meeting to do those. Okay. Okay. This is what we do before we get into our official agenda at each meeting is if there's necessary, we take care of any business left over from a previous right. meeting. Okay? Correct. Correct. So I think everybody remembers that at our Christmas party, we played clips from Jerry Orn's second road trip audio diary, and that was the father-son hunting trip. That's right. Where for his father's birthday, they went on a hunting trip, and so we played clips. What we didn't do, because we didn't have it, is we didn't play the conclusion of that audio diary. Correct. That's correct. Well, we have that now. Hell yeah. So, in an effort to clean up some some business from previous meetings, I'm going to play the conclusion of Jerry Orn's father-son hunting road trip audio diary. Yo, Gravity Beard. This is Jerry Orn. And that's how I talk. Hey, Jerry. Okay. I finally made it home from Texas. But uh, remember how I called in and got pulled over? Yes. How could I forget? Yeah, so I got to the airport and uh, didn't have my driver's license. Oh, no. Oh, no. After being pulled over, I lost it. So I pretty much got strip searched at the uh, <laughs> at the TSA check-in. Ouch. My Ouch. TSA pre-check, my... Like global entry, clear, all that crap that gets you through security faster didn't do any good when you don't have your driver's license. So that's fair. Uh, yeah, that uh, may not have cost me a, a citation um, getting pulled over. Uh, you know that was pretty funny. Normally, I give a citation for people going 93 and a 75, but uh, got off with that one and. Uh, lost my driver's license in the process. So then I end up having to head to the driver's license division today to go get a new driver's license. So that's where Ouch. I'm headed. Anyway, I figured I'd check in, made it back to Salt Lake. Uh, I will check in on my next adventure to somewhere. Um, headed to Vegas and California on the next trip uh, about a week and a half. So I'll check in down there. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay. So let me tell you that as a, as a frequent traveler, um, I can't even imagine the nightmare that that was not being able to go through and zip through security like that. Because once you're used to like, you've got a system down, you can go through quickly to not be able to do that. Would, I mean, I don't even know what I would do with myself having to stand in the regular line because it takes so long and nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I'm an infrequent traveler and, and I don't like the inconvenience of traveling. So <laughs> if you make it any harder, that, that just sends me into orbit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I'm glad to know that we, you know, have some more, you know, audio diaries coming our way from his next trip. So you heard that tease. I did. Okay. He's a teaser. (laughs) Well, that is coming later on in this very meeting. Ooh. That's right. Okay. So let's get into our official agenda for today's meeting. Okay. We're going to get started the way we often do, and that's with some polls. Gotta love polls. Yes. So let's begin by getting the big one out of the way. Do you know what okay. I'm talking about? It's got to be Paul Chomo's classic elimination poll, of this time being of the egg variety. That is correct. It was another elimination poll to determine the superior way to prepare eggs. Now, I don't know about you, Adam, but I was very concerned 
after the pandemonium created by Paul's potato pole. Right. But this one at least was at least a little tamer. Yeah, I feel like this one was not as rambunctious. Yeah, I, I think we had what you would expect when when things when people get passionate about these these types of uh, topics, and that is about halfway through, people started to threaten to stop voting or even quit the group. <laughs> right, your standard response to a poll. Yes, we we expect that. Now, I don't think they ever really mean it. They're just getting heated. I understand that. No one did quit the group. I think maybe a couple of people did stop voting. I, I get it. But in the end, no major harm was done. Let me just go through the results. Okay. So here's... So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the top 10, but here's some that didn't make the cut. So scrambled egg whites, over hard, soft boiled, and sunny side up did not figure in the top 10 at all. No, they were out pretty almost immediately. Yeah, pretty quickly. And, and I, I don't know why. I think some of those are fine, but let's just get into the ones that, that did rank. Number 10, uh, and first eliminated out of the top uh, top 10, uh, scotch eggs, which until this poll, I did not have any idea what those were. Right. Uh, poached eggs was number nine. Number eight was eggs in a basket slash hole. I'd never heard of this before, but it looked seemed like it'd be a pretty good way to eat eggs. It is. It's pretty good. Now, here's one that I was really surprised it got eliminated early, and I think it's because it was less egg and more other things, and that's Eggs Benedict. Yeah, that Eggs Benedict is so delicious. I know. I, I know you and I both really love Eggs Benedict. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, man. And, and, and you know, even even interesting spins on Eggs Benedict are delicious. Like, I, I think I told you one time I had salmon Eggs Benedict, and it was amazing. Oh, that is so good. Like a really so well-cooked good. smoked salmon Eggs Benedict. It was am- So, I think it's just there's just more other things and not as much eggs. I've had a uh, skirt steak with Chipotle Hollandaise Eggs Benedict. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing, man. Right, <laughs> so, just regular straight up Eggs Benedict is delicious, and then most of the spins I've heard, I have no objection right. to. They're amazing. <laughs> right. All right, moving on. Number six was hard boiled. Number five was over easy. Number four was over medium. So apparently, I guess that's pretty. I mean, making it all the way to four. I actually don't mind over medium. I think that's a I, that's a good way of eating eggs. I really like over medium eggs because they're very versatile. But I wouldn't want to eat over medium eggs on on their own. That's like, fair. I, that always has to be with like you know a side of tomatoes or toast or grits or something like that or bacon even or on top of something or on top of something. Yeah, and it's really good on burgers. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's fine. Omelets was number three. This is where it, kind of, it gets really close, and this is where. <laughs> so Paul made the note that omelets were eliminated by one vote. 18 to 17. Wow. And, and he, he also notes, and again, I'm way behind as often as the case in our group, uh, just on, on keeping up with things. He made the note that this deeply divided the group. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, clearly it did. But I, I think uh, also as a credit, just to everyone in the group and just how they, how they understand how the group works, that won't be a permanent division, but it, just for the moment, <laughs> the, the very close race of eliminating omelets was apparently d- deeply divided everyone. Okay. <laughs> so here you go. It came okay. down to this to this head-to-head matchup. Now, in the pa- potato poll, remember, it was mashed versus french fries. That's right. And uh, french fries, we had to go to a tiebreaker. We had the whole potato war. Right. It got, it got way out of control. And right. then french fries, not in a very close vote, but french fries won. That was the superior potato. Correct. So the head-to-head matchup, which I was, I, I have to be honest, I was really, really surprised that, that maybe both of these made it this far, that made it to the end. The head-to-head matchup was between deviled eggs and scrambled eggs. I'm surprised that deviled eggs made it so far. Me too. Now, now I a really well-prepared deviled egg. I love it. I can appreciate that. I, I don't. I just didn't expect it to be one of the finalists. 
Yeah, and I really feel like that, you know, when you're looking at the poll, I think if I had to be honest with myself, I thought that like scrambled eggs would have won because it's, it's like the least offensive egg. And I think it was somebody said in the group, um, it's the one that people most order. Yeah, it was actually Corey that said that it was the most ordered. I, I thought it was Corey, yeah. Yeah, which is true. Now, now here's the thing. I, you know, I, I don't, I'm assuming that when we put scrambled eggs, they mean straight up scrambled eggs. You put the eggs in the pan, you scramble them up, you put them on the plate, you eat them. I'm assuming that's what they mean when they're voting for or against scrambled eggs. I will say though, that this way of preparing eggs becomes kind of a vessel where you can mix all kinds of stuff into it. You can put seasonings on it. There's a lot of stuff you can do with scrambled eggs. Right. It's, it is one of the most, it might be the most versatile other than turning it into an omelet, which is very similar, I guess. But if you just want to throw a bunch of stuff in a pan and, and scramble it all together, that's a really quick, easy way to not just have eggs, but have a bunch of stuff. These other forms, they kind of, they're just eggs. You have to put them right. next to something or on right. something. So if, if that's the case, then I, I don't mind scrambled eggs being being the winner. No, I agree. I, it's, it's, it's probably the most versatile of the eggs, like you said. So scrambled eggs won by the narrowest of margins. It, was, it won by a single vote determined the outcome. Uh, we don't know for sure who cast that last vote, but yeah, one vote. But in any case, there you go. Uh, scrambled eggs are the official egg style of the Gravity Beard interns. I think that that's um, I think it's a solid a solid option for the for the Gravity Beard. You know, we can do a lot of stuff with that. Yeah. So huge thanks once again to Paul for presiding over this. Uh, it was big fun as usual. Yeah. I mean, the king of the internet strikes again. Strikes again. And, and by the way, Adam. Yeah. Here's something I don't know if you ever realized or noticed. I did not. Did you know that the potato poll and debate was originated by Leslie Morgan? Are you kidding me? Sure enough. Yeah. Apparently, I just missed it, but I stumbled across it in preparation for this meeting. But back on October 22nd, she posted a graphic with all the potato forms that ended up in the poll that Paul ran. Wow. And then she she put the graphic up and then she called for a poll. So, of course, when someone asks for a poll, they get a poll. Right. They get a poll. And Paul is the one that responded, and that's where he launched the first elimination poll. But but it was actually Leslie's idea originally. I, I love these uh, Paul Chomo special elimination polls. Yeah, but but also that was a great collaboration, and it resulted in now a second one. And I imagine we'll do some in the future, but they're really fun. Leslie Morgan, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. All right, well, let's move on to some other polls. Okay. The next poll was something that I posted. I asked everybody, what's what in their opinion is the best television comedy of all time. That's so, yeah, so Seinfeld got the most votes, followed by uh, Parks and Rec, MASH, The Office, and Night Court. And, uh, of course, lots of other shows got votes, notably All in the Family by Jim Weir, Cheers, um, was suggested by Corey McCord. Uh, Better Off Ted, which is an excellent show that most people have never heard of, was uh, added by Sarah. Uh, Shit's Creek, which I discovered a long time ago. It's fantastic. I think it's in its, I don't know, probably its fourth season or something. But uh, wow. Josh, Josh Hallmark of Our Americana suggested Shit's Creek. By the way, uh, Josh has a new podcast, for those that don't know. It's called True Crime Bullshit. And if you haven't heard it, it's very, very good. So check that out. Wait, did you know that I'm the voice of the serial killer on that show? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know when I read that, that, when I read for the show what I was doing. He didn't tell you? Well, he told me it was the character, but I, I had not heard the show uh, yet. Right. I immediately like you know listened to it after that because Josh does great work. Yep. But yeah, so he's like, yeah, it's just this person, and then like just read it, like straight. And so then when I listened to it, I was like, oh, I'm the serial killer. <laughs> awesome. I have always wanted to be a voice of a serial killer. Well, you did a good job. You did an excellent job. It was a good read. Thanks, man. It was very natural, if you know what I mean. 
Yeah, so if you want to hear Adam read for a character on the show, then check out True Crime Bullshit by Josh Hallmark of Our Americana. So then I ran a poll, best all-time animated comedy series, because people started putting those cartoon shows on the comedy uh, poll. Right. But I, so I wanted to separate right. those. So South Park won the poll by a narrow margin over The Simpsons. That's fair. Even though Simpsons came first, South Park is clearly groundbreaking. So Ren and Stimpy, Bob's Burgers, uh, which I know Carrie likes, and Archer rounded out the top five. Yeah, so it's funny because it's like, well, you know, you don't have those without The Simpsons. I feel like The Simpsons is like a number one show. But maybe somebody learned from the master, you know, and became sure. a better show. Yeah, it happens all the time. And if you want to hear a great podcast that goes episode by episode for the entire catalog of The Simpsons, then you should listen to Best Darn Diddly. Wow. Yeah, it's some guys based out of here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and they are fan-freaking-tastic. They really know their Simpsons. And, and, and they, do a, they do a very entertaining version of a show, an episode-by-episode episode show. It's, it's terrific. That's awesome. Yeah, really good. Okay, next poll was put up by Keith, and what he asked was, if you're stranded on Gravity Beard Island, which five movies would you bring? Oh, jeez. Right? That I was didn't my, see this poll. Yeah, so the way the results shook out were fine. I don't have a huge problem with them, but I think a lot of people missed it. Otherwise, we probably would have had a little more debate or conversation about some of these. Here's the results. First, the honorable mentions. Caddyshack. Uh, by, it was suggested by Leslie Morgan. The Godfather by Bob Haynes of the Cretans Guild. Spaceballs, also by Leslie. <laughs> the Usual Suspects, suggested from uh, came from uh, Dave from Cleveland. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, great movie, suggested yes. by Tori. And The Blues Brothers, suggested by Paul Chomo. Yeah, that's a great set of honorable mentions, great movies. Yeah. So here's the top five. So here's here are the five movies, the only five movies that will be available on Gravity Beard Island. Okay. Number five, suggested by Chris DeVos of Podcast 42, The Lord of the Rings Trilogy. Ooh, great. Great selection. Yep. Number four, it was the first comedy, Fletch. Oh. Actually, the only comedy in the top five. That'll be the only comedy available on Gravity Beard Island. (laughs) I have not seen Fletch. Are you serious? 100%. You've never seen Chevy Chase and Fletch? No. Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't even know how to respond to that. Would you be willing to take on another assignment? Sure. Okay, watch Fletch, and then be prepared to come back in a future episode and give us a a micro-movie review. Done. Excellent. Okay, back to the top five. In the number three spot, Shawshank Redemption. Good one. Yeah, no no complaints there. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh, Number two, any of the first uh, three Indiana Jones movies? Yes, hands down. And number one, the number one movie... That will be on Gravity Beard Island, and this was suggested by Keith, who originated the poll, Empire Strikes Back. Wow. You know, yep. that's a good that's a good collection. I will not argue. It really is. I, I feel like the Shawshank is a tough one. If we only get five movies, and one of them is a really intense flick. <laughs> it's so good, though. It is. It's so good. Now, I would like to point out, Adam. Yes. That three of the top five were suggested by yours truly. Oh, man, look at you. So I didn't initiate the poll, but I did. But you did win it. I do feel like I dominated. Yeah, you totally dominated. Well, on one, on one hand, you, I, didn't, I didn't get the number one. That, number one was not That's my true. suggestion. But That's I, true. But I did have three of the top five. You heavily influenced the results. I heavily influenced. Okay, let's move on to the next poll. This was also by Keith. Inspired by a recent comment by Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors, Keith asked everyone if they thought the moon landing was real. 
<laughs> now, before we go any further, Adam, do you think that the moon landing was real? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, the overwhelming answer was yes. It wasn't even close. Now, additional answers. Casey Jones suggested the Earth is flat and the moon is a projection in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Corey. Corey McCord, a noted flat earther and our science correspondent, agreed with <laughs> Casey. <laughs> I find that concerning. Luke thinks the moon itself is fake. That's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul claims that Steph Curry is a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, our group is sh- sharp as marbles as usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Okay. Moving on. The next poll was also uh, posted by me. And that was... Uh, well, actually, it was posted by me, but it was at the request of Jerry Orn. So during his family road trip audio diary... Right. I don't know if everybody remembers, but he requested a poll asking everyone about their favorite road trip games. Right. And Adam, when someone yeah. requests a poll... They get a poll. They get a poll. So here we go. Here were the top suggestions. Uh, I Spy was the favorite. That's a classic. Yep. 20 Questions came in second. Also a classic and a really fun game. The License Plate game, the Alphabet game, uh, Punch Buggy completed the top five. Now, I've never heard of Punch Buggy. Really? No, that that was. <laughs> I really I, maybe I played it, but I called it something else. What is Punch Buggy? Oh, see, it's an easy game. If you see a punch buggy first, you call a Punch Buggy and hit the person next to you in the arm. But what's a Punch Buggy? Uh, it's a VW Bug. Okay, that's what I thought. Now I don't remember what we called that, but we we did we did play that. Luke had a funny addition. He added, "Since I'm the only one who ever drives, everyone shut up, hand me some more jerky, and keep your eye out for that exit." Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty solid. Uh, you know, way to be in the car. I'm, that's a, I'm also that way. That's a really fun road trip game. Right. Yeah. Everybody shut up and keep passing me more jerky. <laughs> okay. Okay, then the topic was introduced by Derek Graziano of Sometimes Geek Podcast. Which reigns supreme, waffles, French toast, or pancakes? Waffles. Okay, so Adam, waffles won in a narrow victory over French toast. Over the pancakes? Wow, I'm surprised that French toast beat pancakes. Pancakes came in a distant third. Wow. Which, which, like you, I was very surprised. Like, pancakes in a distant third? What in the world? No, I would go waffles, pancakes, French toast. Yes. And more specifically, I really appreciate the thick Belgium kind of some, somewhat crispy waffle. I totally agree with you. Okay, Keith had the next poll sticking with food. He asked... Do you like rice pudding? Yeah. You don't have any strong feelings for or against rice pudding? No, I'll eat it. Yeah. So those that like rice pudding outnumber those that don't by a two-to-one margin. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Four people, including me, have never had it. Okay. That's not surprising. It's not like a common dish. No, I didn't think so either. All right, moving on to the next poll. (laughs) There was way more conversation on this than I expected, and it actually got a little contentious. In the end... And the topic, and this was um, posted by Carrie McGinnis, your partner on Feast on History. That's right. And it was the topic of top sheets. Ooh, that's a, this is a good topic. Yes. So I didn't know this was a topic, but basically it was, do you use a top sheet or do you just use a bottom sheet and then, and then right. you know, a comforter sure. or a duvet yeah. or whatever? I never even thought that that was a thing. I've always used a top sheet. Right. In the end... People who use top sheets won huge over those that don't. Right. 
Do you use a top sheet? Absolutely. Okay, so you're a top sheet guy. Yeah. Okay, so Adam, you and I both were among those that used them, so we win this poll. Oh, it looks like we're at the the forefront of another poll winning. That's correct. You know, I remember my parents telling me when I was younger, like, you have to use a top sheet. I'm like, why? The comforter's just fine. Like, you understand, like, your body sweats or does whatever like it, it it soils like the comforter and it's really hard to clean the comforter and of course through college i completely ignored that anyway but as i've gotten older i realized that uh, it's, it's just more comfortable to have that top sheet anyway well it's basically the undershirt of bedding that is 100 correct yeah perfect analogy the other thing is i think the top sheet allows for much better temperature control yes you are correcting that again right like you, you still want to be covered on. yeah but but it's too hot for the whatever's heavy above it so you just use the top sheet. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I would like to invite Sarah, Krista Voss, Josh Hallmark, Dave Champa, Derek Graziano, Graham Spell, or any of the other insane people that voted against top sheets to call our hotline at 321-465-2180 and please explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All of you people that don't use top sheets, I, ha- I need an explanation. It doesn't make sense. Okay, next poll. It was uh, posted by Dave from Cleveland. And this is a good one. I'm surprised this didn't come up a long time ago in the group. And that is, which airplane seat location do you, do you prefer? Mm. Yes. Easy. Aisle. Of course, no one voted for middle seat. <laughs> and, and no one voted for they didn't care. Everyone had an opinion. Wow. However, nearly 60% of voters preferred the, wi- preferred the window over the aisle. That Well, okay. See, because... Uh, <laughs> I disagree, but I understand. Like, it just, it's just, it's better for sleeping sometimes, you know, that kind of stuff. But you're trapped, and God forbid you have to go to the bathroom on a long flight, like a six-hour to California. Yep, I agree. Okay, speaking of Josh Hallmark, I owe Josh an apology because he actually posted a poll back in August, and we never reported on it. Wow, how did we miss this? I don't know, but it was a good one. The poll was, what's the worst kitchen prep job? Like if you're preparing a meal. Anyway, I'll I'll give you the results and it'll make sense. Devaning shrimp was the winner. Oh, yeah. And then dicing onions and picking uh, crabs also got a decent number of votes. Yeah, dicing onions sucks, but I think devaning is is the correct choice. Yeah, so that was the winner. And, And you know what? I never saw this poll. I didn't see it. I didn't vote on it. And therefore, we didn't, you know. But anyway, we we've done a make good. So there you go. (laughs) we've done a make good (laughs) i like that all right are you ready to move on to our non-poll agenda yes i am all right we played the conclusion of jerry orn's father-son hunting trip audio diary that's right and you heard him mention that he was about to go on another trip to las vegas and la how could i forget he has taken that trip oh and he he sent um a few a few clips in, but they're all really short, so we're going to play all of them right now. So here's clip one from Jerry's most recent Road Trip Audio Diary. Hey, Gravity Beard. This is Jerry Ornigan. Hey, Jerry. Uh, hey, Jerry. As a true w- road warrior, I am checking in as we are driving from Salt Lake City to Los Angeles. Uh, tonight, we will be sleeping in Las Vegas, but uh, we will cruise through in the morning. I just wanted to call in and, and check in as we made a few um, made it through a few towns in the great state of Utah. Uh, we just passed a place called Scipio, and Scipio is known for its uh, 
animal petting zoo that is across the street from one of, I think, three uh, gas stations. So I will check in shortly. Yeah. <laughs> That's James from Co-Pilot Seat. Yeah. Nine-year-old. Always dabbing. <laughs> okay, first of all, the kid is grounded for two reasons. Number one, dabbing. And number two, not saying this is how I talk, so we don't know who's who that was. Hold that thought. Okay, well, I think I think Toph, um I think that, you know, I mean, pending Jim Ware's approval, I think we have a nickname for this guy. Who? Really? Road Warrior. Road Warrior. Yes. yes. All right, well, hold your thought on I'm calling his son out for not saying this is how I talk, okay? Okay, okay. Okay, Adam, here's clip number two from the from the audio diary. Send it. Fillmore. Fillmore. And that is it. Okay. Um. Don't say anything. Let me just play the next one. Fillmore. Fillmore. Fillmore, Utah. <laughs> And that's that entire message. <laughs> okay, so now we're, we're tracking him. That sounds like some weird, um, like, Cold War radio message, you know? Where they're trying yeah. to decode it, like, Fillmore. Are you turning to the right frequency? It's just Fillmore. What does it mean? I'm just concerned for both him and his son because it sounds like he's going delirious. It sounds like exactly that. Yeah, okay. Let me play the next one. Beaver. This is Jerry. This is how I talk. Okay. Hey, and hey Jerry. We are in Beaver, Utah. So let's recap, or let's look back at uh, the different towns that we've gone through. Okay. And mind you, these are in a row. Scipio, Fillmore, Beaver. And while driving through these with my nine-year-old, we uh, were graced by listening to the karaoke song about STDs. <laughs> and driving through Utah, most of the towns have some kind of sexual innuendo or uh, hence Fillmore Beaver. <laughs> and Scipio sounds like an STD. So we appreciate Gravity Beard for opening the lines of communication between myself <laughs> and my nine-year-old son and uh, <laughs> helping us start that uh, birds and bees talk about dad what is gonorrhea <laughs> so thank you for that song and we will check in later <laughs> this this is not the first time that we've had a, a kind of an awakening to somebody's child <laughs> we, we've had some topics on the show and there was a father there was a father child duo listening i don't remember oh yeah yeah i do remember that yeah However, Adam, I don't think that our show has ever been credited with kicking off the conversation about the birds and bees between a father and a son. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of set him up there, didn't we? (laughs) Hey, man, anything can happen at the karaoke bar, you know? I don't know why you brought your kid to a Christmas party. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all I can say is hashtag golden shovels. (laughs) <laughs> thanks road warrior that was a great update <laughs> yeah but there's one more 
This is James Warren, and this is how I talk. I'm on a trip with my dad. He's not breaking the law, but I wouldn't know because I don't know how to drive. <laughs> that's the entire message. Hey, hey, that's our youngest caller. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Man, there's so much that can be read into that. Right. To me, doesn't it sound like he might have left that message under duress? It sounds, dude, I was just going to say, it's like, is he being kidnapped at the moment? It sounds like a hostage situation. (laughs) But I like that he still followed protocol and identified himself so he knows who the speaker is. I'm going to pull back the curtain just a little bit. So when people call in and leave the messages, it comes with a transcript. Uh It automatically transcribes it on the screen. And his name is James Orn, obviously. His last name's Orn, just like his dad. The, right. tran- the transcription said James Harden. Oh, wow. So I, normally I don't listen to the messages, and I just read a little bit of the tran- transcription to see kind of who it is so I can label the audio. Right. So all I saw was James Harden. <laughs> I was like, yeah. James Harden called? Yes. Dude, <laughs> how cool would that be? Now, it was very cool to have James Orn call. James, thank you so much for calling in. And I overlooked the fact that you, the thing that you just pointed out, which is that by far that's got to be our youngest caller. So... So thank you so much for calling, and uh, and thank you that uh, you and your dad shared your another father-son road trip audio diary, Man. but just a different father-son. This time it was Jerry as the father and his son James instead of him and his dad. Dude, this is I think this is the first generational set of phone calls we've gotten also. Oh, my, yeah. We've had three generations of Orn talk on the Gravity Beard hotline. Well, I guess I guess his father didn't talk on this episode, but the last two episodes, yeah, three generations. Yeah. Yeah, he remember he said, hello. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is movie phone. <laughs> wow. Dude, what a... What a <laughs> I mean, aside from the, the fact that he might be under duress, it was a great call. Well, and, b- again, based on what you just pointed out, and I know I just said it, but it's it's it fits again. There's repeating. Hashtag golden shovels. Hashtag golden shovels. And I would like to nominate James as the Gravity Beer Listener of the Week. Yes. Yes, I 100% agree. Congratulations, so James. So let it be done. You are awesome. You are awesome. Thank you so much. Jerry, thanks for sharing once again your road trip audio diary. Okay, moving on to the next item. I don't know if you remember this, Adam, but Keith said on the 50th episode, you suggested that Brisky should have her own brisket and call it Brisky's Brisket. Absolutely. So he thought we should assemble the menu for the Gravity Beard Cafeteria. Oh, this is great. Yeah, and include items inspired by members of the group. Okay. Now I'm not eating from Tiff's line, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't. But but you responded. You commented to this post. I do. You, do you remember? I remember commenting. I don't remember what I said. So your your addition to the menu was Adam's first of man old fashioned, a classic old fashioned, <laughs> a classic right. old fashioned with a twist in the simple syrup. <laughs> and then Keith responded. That and asked if it would come in cheesecake form, you respond to that by saying, get out. <laughs> yeah, I think you've threatened to kick Keith out a number of times, actually. Yeah, you know what? I may have to, re- I may have to repeal that promotion. <laughs> God, so quick. Well, I, didn't, I haven't done it. I'm just, he's on thin ice. All right, well, let me, let me go through the rest of them pretty quickly. Jim Weir suggested Corey's food would be mashed potatoes. Yeah, of course. Luke actually created something called the Luke Special. It was basically a chicken, cheese, and vegetable-filled burrito shell fried like a chimichanga with some shredded cheese on top 
And incidentally, that caused Jim to give Luke the nickname Chimichanga. Chimichanga, right, right. And actually, this is something that Luke developed a long time ago when he was running a kitchen at a restaurant. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Keith claims the gallop high. I don't think you're going to like this. This is a pizza with pineapple, pepperoni, and banana peppers on it. Oh, God. <laughs> I, that sounds delicious. I'd like to try that. Chris DeVos has the Devo dog, which is basically a devil dog, but with peanut butter inside. That sounds good. I like Sarah's menu item. It's called Sarah Nother. That's seconds of whatever the hell you want. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah Nother? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was great. Okay, Trisha from Two Girls on a Bench, one of our Podfix podmates. She said, my mom, this is Trisha, by the way, my mom used to, to tell us uh, we were having Egyptian food occasionally. It consisted of leftovers always, and she called it mummy surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it says, yes, she gave me an appreciation for puns at an early age. So we think the bench, the bench would host leftover night in honor of mom. Wait, did you say podfix? Yeah. Podfix like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> I still like it. <laughs> All right, and Vlado, he proposed the Vladonut, which would be a Ukrainian-style donut, and then something in parentheses that I... Pampa? Pampa? Pampa. Filled with a hazelnut cocoa butter filling, uh, like that found in uh, Slavic (laughs) oblotny cake. I apologize, Vlado. Dipped in chocolate and sprinkled with coconut, like lamington. I think that he should have done like a Vlado the Impaler or something like that and done like a steak through, like a toothpick through a jelly donut or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, that's a good idea too. Okay, so so I acknowledge that I butchered most of that, but it still sounded delicious. It, it did. Awesome. Okay, so that that's an amazing menu. Yeah, and you got a good old-fashioned there too. <laughs> I kicked, kicked it off with an old-fashioned. <laughs> so I've, I've lost inventory a long time ago, but I, th- I think we've got a pizza joint. Now we've got a cafeteria, and we've, we've done a number of other things. So the Gravity Beard brand is spreading. Yeah, we're taking over. We're like the Umbrella Corp of podcasting. <laughs> Indeed we are. <laughs> All right. Keith posted an article about a new twist on fire logs. Did you see this? No. So this is a real thing, Adam. Yes, I did see this. Yeah, you can go to kfcfirelogs.com for details. And this is a KFC's fried chicken scented fire log that would just make me freaking starving <laughs> but i man i am super curious about that like i really want to i want someone to burn these and i want to i want to see if i'd like it i bet it's just like a log soaked in like chicken grease i don't care what the science of it is i <laughs> also may explode <laughs> <laughs> i'm just super intrigued and i'd like to see this firsthand i'd like to experience a kfc fried chicken scented fire log anyways they sell for 18.99 each Bad news, though, they are sold out. That's not surprising to me, even in the slightest. Me either. Not in the slightest. So anyways, sorry. <laughs> you cannot get a KFC fire log, but I absolutely love the idea. I would imagine that they're probably successful enough that this will come back next year. It's like they make rib. <laughs> That's fire right. Logs. And, and also, I'll bet you um, uniquely flavored or uniquely scented fire logs, I bet you this kicks off a, a, a trend. That's... That's probably very true. Wait, now, did wait. you see that KFC also released like the, uh, uh, I think it's called the, the emotional support, like chicken dinner that you can take through an airport. 
<laughs> no, I did not, but I, you should look that up and post in the group. That's amazing. So Brisky, our pun turn, she posted this. It was a very, it was a very funny, funny article. Um, I'm just going to call this the most patient pun, and, I'm, and I'll just read the article. So Ryan Kramer, who, f- who found a fake mustache hidden underneath a water valve in his house, later discovered <laughs> his housemate had been planning an excruciatingly long, long-term dad joke. Kramer explains, five months ago, my roommate John moved out. I haven't been in his room since then. However, this week, behind the tiny door that accesses a water valve, we found a little surprise. It was a tiny fake mustache taped inside the cabinet. Kramer sent John a text about it. John's response was, you found it, my secret stash. (laughs) Classic. Classic. John points out, he's been waiting five months to complete the pun. That is commitment, baby. Boy, that is. That is. Now, that that's a super-duper dad joke. I also find it quite funny. That one's actually really good, though. It is really good. I'm a fan of the long game. Absolutely. All right. So let's all head down to the library again because Keith has some additional selections that we want to be aware of. Yes. I'm just going to name four of them. From the classic children's book publisher, Little Golden Books, comes Let's Start a Cult. <laughs> I love that book. <laughs> I do, too. I'm pretty sure I had that one when I was growing up. Number two Same. is, uh, and this this one's for Jerry, A Speeder's Guide to Avoiding Tickets. <laughs> yeah, Jerry needs that one for sure. Yeah, so Jerry, you definitely need to head down to the library. Number three is The Lady Bird Book of Superfluous Facial Hair. That sounds like a good one. And finally, number four, from the collection of Nancy Drew Mysteries. Those are classics. Who Sharded in My Bed? <laughs> <laughs> How could I forget that one? You know, I think that... Uh, you know, Jerry might need uh, to read to reread the classic novel, How Not to Kidnap Your Children. <laughs> yeah, that's a good recommendation. So anyways, <laughs> head down uh, to see Keith, our librarian, to check out these and other great book titles. Yeah, they're available. He told me before we started recording. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so I want to introduce a concept that we haven't done before. Not getting to anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll do that later, I promise. <laughs> so for the third time this episode, Adam, hashtag golden shovels. Uh-oh. Get ready. I'm going to acknowledge that this is a direct ripoff of my favorite radio station that I've mentioned a few times on this show. So on Sports, ra- on sports Radio 1310 The Ticket, the afternoon show that runs from, I don't know, I think three to seven, it's called The Hard Line, and they do something called a trifecta. Okay. In this case... A trifecta, because I think there's a theory out there. There's been a, there's a theory out there that's been out there for a while that usually celebrities kind of die in threes. Uh huh. Are you aware of this? Yes. Okay. So that's a thing. And so on this on the show, they do tri- uh, trifectas, and they basically set up a hypothetical three bedroom apartment. And then when these th- when when three celebrities die, they put all three celebrities in this in this apartment. <laughs> so what happens is it creates really interesting, awkward, or hilarious roommate combinations. Right. So I thought that's really fun. I am acknowledging that we're directly ripping it off, but I think it'd be a fun thing for us to do on the show. Absolutely. And that's why we're talking about today, because we have our first three-room apartment. Ooh. Are you ready for this? I can't wait. Okay. So you're aware of all of these deaths. I'm just going to read them off. Yep. The first uh, member of our first three-room apartment is Stan Lee. So obviously he was a comic book icon. He was born in New York, New York on December 28th, 1922. Jeez. He died November 12th, 2018 at the age of 95 in Los Angeles. 
So joining Stan Lee in our three-room apartment is Roy Clark. Roy Clark, of course, was a singer-musician and, and TV host on Hee Haw, born in Meharan, Virginia. On April 15th, 1933, he died in Tulsa, Oklahoma on November 15th, 2018 at the age of 85. Wow. And rounding out our very first three-room apartment, former President George H.W. Bush. He was our 41st president, born in Milton, Massachusetts on June 12th, 1924, and died in Houston, Texas on November 30th, 2018 at the age of 94. That actually seems like a really good apartment. Yeah, you know, a lot of times these combinations are, are really strange. However, that one, that's, those three guys actually seem like they might get along really well. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, the other part of trifectas, I'd like to open up to the group. If you hear of a celebrity death, go ahead and submit it to us. But sometimes <clears throat> we have to have a little discussion to determine if they're famous enough to make it into one of our three-room apartments. Mm, that's a good point. If you have any submissions, go ahead and send them to us. We'll discuss it. If we think they're they're worthy, they'll go into one of our apartments. Okay, moving on to our next thing. So, Adam. Yes. I think we've talked about this f- before, and you're not a Seinfeld fan. No, not really. Okay, so you never really got into Seinfeld. I mean, we used to watch it all the time because it was what was on. There wasn't a lot of channel options. But you never really thought it was that great? Um, Maybe wrong time. You know, I was... You know, I was between the ages of like nine and fourteen. Oh, you know, so I think that had a lot to do with it because it kind of had mostly adult content. Yeah, it was a show about nothing for adults. Yeah, like you had to be a certain age, otherwise you're just not going to get anything they're talking about. Right, and I remember being very frustrated by it because I'm like, why is everything going wrong all the time? <laughs> <laughs> you know? All right. Well, have you ever revisited Seinfeld? No. Okay. Well, here's your chance. Certain things like. You know, like when I need something for the podcast or whatever, like Vandalay Industries, I love that bit, you know, where he gets that fake job. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so I, I just wanted to do you a little favor, especially since the group voted that that was the best TV comedy of all time. Okay. I wanted to give you a chance to revisit Seinfeld, and a few people submitted in a thread their favorite clips from Seinfeld. Okay. Okay. So our first clip comes from Gerald Morris from Two Peas on a Pod. Okay. to Babs. She never showed up last night. The whole thing blew up in my face. Ah, that's a shame. (laughs) Hey, what happened with Sandy? I forgot all about it. Did you call her? Yeah, I did. In fact, I went over there. So what happened? Did she throw you out, huh? No, actually, she took it pretty well. (laughs) So what happened? She's into it. (laughs) Into what? The menage. And not only that, she just called me. She told me she spoke with the roommate, and the roommate's into the menage, too. <laughs> That's unbelievable! Oh, it's a scene, man. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it? What do you mean you're not going to do it? I can't. I'm not an orgy guy. (laughs) Are you crazy? This is like discovering plutonium by accident. (laughs) Don't you know what it means to become an orgy guy? It changes everything. I have to dress different. I have to act different. I have to grow a mustache and get all kinds of robes and lotions. and. (laughs) 
I'd need a new bedspread, new curtains. I'd have to get thick carpeting and weird old lighting. Because <laughs> I'd have to get new friends. I'd have to get orgy friends. <laughs> no, I'm not ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> So I will say though that like Seinfeld, I, I I can appreciate its genius and the quality of acting that those guys did. Okay, that was our first clip, and I think that was a strong way to start. Does does yes. this bring you around even a little bit? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. So you thought I'm that was, you it. thought that was funny. Oh totally. Okay, great. So Luke Umshide submitted a really funny clip, but it's it's really more visual than audio. But I'll, I'll just mention it real quick. It's the one where, where uh, Newman is driving down the road in a mail truck, and he ends up bursting into flames. It's it's actually, it's really really funny. But it's just it's more of a visual thing than an audio. So I, I wanted to mention it, but I'm not going to play it. All right, number three was submitted by your co-host on Feast on History. On history. It was also posted by Leslie Morgan, and here it is. And here's our next clip. And here's our next clip. Do women know about shrinkage? What do you mean, like laundry? No. Like when a man goes swimming afterwards? (laughs) It shrinks? Like a frightened turtle. Why does it shrink? It just does. I don't know how you guys walk around with those things. <laughs> I don't know how you guys walk around with those things. <laughs> I agree. Trust me, Elaine. Neither do we. <laughs> we don't know what to do with them half the time. All right. The next one was submitted by Roxanne. Okay. This involves... Oh, I remember why I really wanted to play this. Adam, this involves nicknames. Ah. Well, Jerry, I've been thinking. I've gone as far as I can go with George Costanza. Is this the suicide talk or the nickname talk? (laughs) George, what is that? It's it's nothing. It's got no snap, no zip. I need a nickname that makes people light up. You mean like Liza? (laughs) I was thinking. T-Bone. But there's no T in your name. What about G-Bone? There's no G-Bone. There's a G-Spot. That's a myth. <laughs> T-Bone, the ladies are gonna love you. Mary, I will have a chef salad. Turkey sandwich. T-Bone steak. <laughs> For lunch? Well, I am just a T-Bone kind of guy. <laughs> love that T-Bone. <laughs> in fact... You might as well call me. That sounds good. I'll have one, too. <laughs> what? Did you have a T-bone? I love them. Well, then we should call you T-bone. <laughs> uh, no, 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 we shouldn't. T-bone! 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 Hey, T-bone! No, no T-bone. No T-bone? No, there's no T-Bone. Why no T-Bone? Why no T-Bone? Because Neil Watkins from accounting is (laughs) T-Bone. He hijacked his nickname. 
<laughs> All right. I think this next one's very fitting, Adam, too, because we brought up Movie Phone very recently. Yes. Hi. Uh, three for channel. Two adults. One child. What the hell is this? George, Elaine and I went to see Channel with Jerry. With Jerry, huh? With Jerry. Great. Great. Probably went to the 84th Street. That's where I always go with Jerry. Hello, and welcome to Movie Phone. If you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, press 1. Come on, come on. Using your touchstone keypad, please enter the first three letters of the movie title now. You've selected Agent Zero. If that's correct, press one. What? Uh, you've selected Brown Eyed Girl. If this is correct, press one. Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you selected? <laughs> To find the theater nearest you, please enter your five-digit zip code now. Why don't you just tell me where you want to see the movie? Lowe's Paragon, 84th and Broadway. Channel is playing at the Paragon 84th Street <laughs> Cinema in the main theater at 9.30 p.m. Yeah, now I got you. It's also playing in theater number two at 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so basically in that clip, what happened is that Kramer ended up having a phone number that was extremely similar to the movie phone phone number. Yeah, so he was getting calls all the time for people asking about theaters, and so he just started to impersonate the movie phone guy (laughs) (laughs) why don't you just tell me where you want to see the movie (laughs) why don't you just tell me which movie you want to see (laughs) okay this next one was submitted by uh by trisha from two girls on a bench oh nice how about our next clip (laughs) oh why don't you just tell me which clip you want to play excuse me i'm i'm sorry (laughs) this is uh this is kind of embarrassing, but there's no toilet paper over here. Are you talking to me? Yeah, I, I just forgot to check, so if you could spare some. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? No, I'm sorry, I can't spare it. You can't spare it? No, there's not enough to spare. Well, well I don't need much. Just three squares will do it. I'm sorry, I don't have three squares. Now, if you don't mind. Three squares? You can't spare three squares? No, I don't have a square to spare. I can't spare a square. <laughs> well, is it two ply? Because if it's two ply, I'll take one ply. One ply. One puny little ply. I'll take one measly ply. Look, I don't have a square and I don't have a ply. No, 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 don't no, no, I beg you. <laughs> have you ever been in that situation where you've gone into a stall and forgot to check if there was toilet paper? Nope, I always check. Yeah, me too. God, what an awful situation that would be to be in. I know. It sounds mortifying. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Our next one was submitted by Keith, and this is one of my favorites as well. Okay. Did anybody call here asking for Vandalay Industries? No, what happened to you? Ah, yes. All right, listen closely. 
I was I at the unemployment office. And I told them I was very close to getting a job with Vandalay Industries, and I gave them your phone number. So well, now, when the phone rings, you have to answer, Vandalay Industries. I'm Vandalay Industries? Right. What is that? You're in latex. Latex. Right. And what do I do with latex? I don't know. You manufacture it. Right here in this little apartment? And what do I say about you? You're considering hiring me for your latex salesman. I'm going to hire you as my latex salesman? Right. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Why would I do that? Because I asked you to. Well, if you think I'm looking for someone to just sit at a desk, pushing papers around, you can forget it. <laughs> that headache is trying to manufacture the stuff. Vandalay Industries. <laughs> Kel Varnson speaking. <laughs> May we help you? Hey, hey, what are you doing Friday night? Friday night? Nothing. Now. <laughs> Yellow. What delay industries? No. Vandalay! Say Vandalay! Oh, oh you're way, way, way off. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the right number, but this isn't an apartment. Yeah. Vandalay! No problem. No problem. How did you know who they wanted? And you want to be my latex salesman. <laughs> okay, that one was a little bit visual too. So basically what happened was is that Jerry's talking to Kramer. Jerry leaves the apartment. And then Kramer makes himself comfortable and starts reading the paper. The phone rings again, and he then you hear him answer it. Yeah. George is in the bathroom the whole time, so when Kramer's fumbling the call, he comes running out of the bathroom with his pants around his leg, trips, and ends up face, face forward on the, on the floor. And that's when Jerry walks in and the clip ends. <laughs> I just love how, how uh, Seinfeld in that clip goes, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay so you have to be really coming around at this point aren't you oh yeah i mean like i, I never disliked it just you know i never like, because like, since then i've seen a lot of Seinfeld clips which i have enjoyed okay now i'm gonna play i mean i've got many many favorites i'm a little seinfeld obsessed so is greg sure we talk about it and quote it all the time okay but i'm gonna play two that are probably among by far my favorite clips i know i hated those kids in fact i hate anyone that ever had a pony when they were growing up I had a pony. <laughs> well, I didn't uh, really mean a pony per se. When I was a little girl in Poland, we all had ponies. My sister had pony, my cousin had pony. So what's wrong with that? Nothing, nothing at all. I was just merely expressing. We some coffee. Who's having coffee? He was a beautiful pony, and I loved him. <laughs> well, I'm sure you did. Who wouldn't love a pony? Who wouldn't love a person that had a pony? You. You said so. No, see, we didn't have ponies. I'm sure at that time in Poland, they were very common. They were probably like compact cars. <laughs> That's it. I had enough. <laughs> Have your coffee, everybody. She's a little upset. 
It's been an emotional day. <laughs> I didn't know she had a pony. How did I didn't know she had a pony? Who figures an immigrant's gonna have a pony? <laughs> Do you know what the odds are on that? I mean, in all the pictures I saw of immigrants on boats coming into New York Harbor, I never saw one of them sitting on a pony. <laughs> Wait for it. But why would anyone come here if they had a pony? Here it comes. Who leaves the country packed with ponies to come to a non-pony country? <laughs> Does it make sense? Am I wrong? <laughs> Who leaves a country packed with ponies to come to a non-pony country? <laughs> I think that's one of the best lines ever written on that show. Yes. So fantastic. Without any other knowledge, I would say yes. That's <laughs> such a great line. Okay, here's my sec- the second of my favorites in our last Seinfeld clip for today. Okay. By the way, Adam, this is one as a frequent traveler that you should re- be able to relate to really well. Okay. Go, go, she go. Name, please. Uh, Seinfeld, uh, you made a reservation for a midsize, and she's a small. <laughs> I'm kidding around, of course. Yes. Um, okay, let's see here. 66 years old? Yeah, well, he's in perfect health. He works out. He's vibrant. You'd really like him. Why do people always say that? I hate everybody. Why would I like him? <laughs> so what do you think? Could you Relatable. go out with a 66-year-old woman? Well, I'll tell you. She would have to be really vibrant. So vibrant, she'd be spinning. Oh, I'm sorry. We have no midsize available at the moment. I don't understand. I made a reservation. Do you have my reservation? Yes, we do. Unfortunately, we ran out of cars. But the reservation keeps the car here. That's why you have the reservation. I know why we have reservations. I don't think you do. (laughs) Yeah. If you did, I'd have a car. <laughs> See, you know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. <laughs> and that's really the most important part of the reservation, the holding. <laughs> Anybody can just take them. Let me uh, speak with my supervisor. <clears throat> Here we go. The supervisor. You know what she's saying over there? What? All right, I'm actually not going to play the rest of that clip, but that by far is one of my favorites between that and the pony remark. Now, I think you spotted the line early on. That's not really the main part of the clip, but probably one that I would use very often. <laughs> I hate everyone. Why would I like him? <laughs> why, why does everybody say that? I hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say that, Chris, that you and I uh, definitely have taken a reservation, I think, before. We paid for a regular size and ended up with a full size. That's true. That's true. We, we ended up <laughs> on the right side of that mistake. Yes, we did. We won that debate. All right. So since Seinfeld was voted as the, the number one comedy uh, in our group, I thought it was fitting to play some clips. So thanks for sitting through those. Those were great clips. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always glad to have like highlight clips for sure. Oh, man. It's so good. And there's, there's hundreds and hundreds more. And I, I don't know if you pick up on this, if you're you know familiar enough with the show. I mean, people have described our podcast as kind of the Seinfeld of podcasts, kind of a show about a show about nothing. <laughs> right. I take that as a compliment. Or, or as I pointed out in an earlier episode a couple months ago, it's kind of the kingdom of the unimportant. Right. Right. We hold that we're really the kingdom of bottom feeders. <laughs> right. But I just think that the way that the that the characters on Seinfeld, the way that they talk and treat each other, 
is a little bit similar to the way we are in our group. I think the tone is a little bit similar. I used to watch that show a lot because, again, there wasn't anything on. I didn't get it, though. You know, being I mean, I got it, but it wasn't as funny to me as it is when people play clips now as an adult. Right. But I, I do think the Vandalay Industries one is one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, and I also think that now if you went back and, and really concentrated and, and revisited it again at your, at your age now, I think you would appreciate yeah. it a lot more. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe I should give it a shot again. Yeah, I definitely would. It's, I mean, it is my favorite sitcom of all time by far. Okay, Adam, we just have one more thing before we wrap up the, sh- wrap up the show with our hotline messages. Okay. It just occurred to me regarding trifectas. We are ready to start our next three-room apartment because, unfortunately, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, Penny Marshall died at the age of uh, 75. Yeah, that's so so unfortunate. Penny Marshall will be the first person to start our second three-room apartment in our next trifecta. Yep. So, unfortunately, that means more celebrities have to die. And currently, we're in a streak of good ones. Yes, but for sure. She'll be the start of the first one. So, so be on the lookout for the uh, other two people to uh, fill out our second three-room apartment. Yes. Or as you would say, so it is written, so let it be done. That's right. All right. Well, let's finish up with some hotline messages. Call in on the hotline for your love. For your love, for your love. Okay, let's start here. Okay. With our first message, Adam. (laughs) Hey, Gravity Beard. This is Christopher DeVos. And Ooh. you know it's me because this is how I talk. Nice. Okay. Uh, hey, I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy oh. New Year. And I also want to kind of commemorate you on um, all you do for the podcasting community, the independent podcast community. Um, you guys really bring it together. Um, it's such a different sense than when I was a blogger for a while, and that community was really cutthroat. Um, everybody was vying for numbers and it was just, you know, not really, you, you were basically by yourself and what you guys have created is you've brought a bunch of different shows together and everyone kind of works together. And, you know, when people ask me, uh, oh yeah, you got a podcast, um, what's your show? I, and I'll tell them the show and I'll say, hey, you, you know, why don't you check out also Gravity Beard and Varmints and, you know, other shows, too, that I can't think of off the top of my head because I'm now talking on a phone and I feel pressured. <laughs> but um, I just want to let you guys know that you're really doing a great job. Keep up the great work. I hope 2019 brings you uh, all the success in the world. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Okay. <laughs> I am completely caught off guard. By, like such a heartfelt and meaningful message you yeah. know <clears throat> Same. i was expecting so many so many like you know uh, something else thank you very much for saying that man that is incredible and i would i would i would throw that to you tof like i mean you have really really started something great here brother yeah thank you for saying that uh, man uh, chris first of all thanks for calling in that's super cool uh yeah. he, he's he's been a tremendous uh contributor to the group since he's been in it and yeah. and i mean a, a true friend of the show and I want people to know, Christopher DeVos's podcast is called Podcast 42, and it's a great show. It's all about pop culture. He does tons of great topics in that category. He also has a really, really great Facebook group. It's called Podcast 42. It's the exact same name as the show. And I'll just pull back the curtain here. 
the, the kind of the way I designed and kind of the idea behind our group. All uh, first of all, his group is huge. It's got over twelve hundred people in it. Wow. But but the general idea of what goes on in his group, just in terms of just really funny memes and videos and just really entertaining stuff. I, I, I mean, I completely got that idea from him and that group. Now, our, ours, wow. took, ours, you know, is, is its own style, and we do our own thing. But I just want—I want to give credit to Chris because his group was a major uh, influence and inspiration for our group. So I, I wanted to call that out. Uh, and, and man, you are—you are a friend of the show, and yeah, um, and for sure. there, there's a good chance we're going to collaborate in the future. And uh, you know, if, if the Gravity Beer Rule World comes together, you know, maybe we'll get to meet uh, meet in person. And so, uh, but yeah, same as what you said, uh, man. What an incredibly nice message to leave. We re- really appreciate those kind words. And same to you, man. Ho- hope that you experience as much success as you can dream of uh, in the upcoming year. Um, yeah. So just just thanks thanks for calling in. We really appreciate that. Oh, and, and also one yeah. more thing. When when he talks about how you get nervous um, on, on a call. Uh, first yeah. of all, I can I can relate to that 100%. In fact, I've of left course. two messages recently on his show. And in my personal opinion, I flubbed them both. <laughs> so <laughs> there was one about That's Stephen King. Yeah, there was one. Right, no, it's not. There was one about Stephen King and then one about Dave Grohl. Two people in pop culture I'm very interested. That's just a sample of how great his episodes are. He does great topics. But I, wow. left, me- I left messages about both of those topics. And I hung up and I was like, I completely just punted that. <laughs> I totally, I totally screwed that up. He was very gracious and, and sent me a message like, "No, no, your messages were great and they were spot on." And that was also nice of him to say. But, uh, but as far as being self-conscious on leaving phone messages, I agree. I feel the same way. And I also that that causes me to appreciate when we ask people, "Hey, call in on this." Uh, we get it. We get it because when we call other people's hotlines, uh, we feel the same way. But we still want to encourage people to to use yeah. the hotline. And thank thank you when you do because we we know it's it's it can be a little nerve wracking sometimes. Well. Before we move on, I, I do want to chime in and, and comment really quick. Um, far be it from me to presume, um, you know, I mean, I, I know I'm gravity beard and I have my role and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, I really want to say that, you know, that this is a very special thing that is here. And I totally agree with what he said. I feel like that on um, the podcast community, because even on Vine, like it was kind of very cutthroat and numbers based and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And I made the joke with you and Keith the other day that like it just feels like, you know, our show or, or like the... the in our group of people, there's like um, just kind of this amorphous blend of podcasts, and pretty soon it's just going to be one podcast with different episodes. Oh yeah, with different people. I remember you saying that. Like, you know, it just doesn't seem like it, there's many things in life like that where you can just kind of have everyone be like, "Yeah, hey, we're all in this together. Like, let's have a great time. We're friends." And and honestly, I feel like in our group specifically, you can you can have a problem and you can talk to people about it and like, you know, like, hey man, that kind of offended me. Oh, dude, I'm totally sorry. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think Christopher is right. It's, it's spot on that this is an amazing like set of people here, you know, outside of, in and outside of Gravity Beard. So, I mean, uh, yeah, again, just thank you for that awesome call and, and really good point. Well, and I'm, I'm glad that the, that the group has caught on and that our show has caught on in the way that it has most recently because it's really what I wanted. I love to be inclusive. I love to include yeah. as many people into whatever I'm doing as possible, not just for the attention or not just, you know, whatever. It, I just like being inclusive. I like, I like yeah. to gather around people that I like, that are funny, that are talented, and I like to include people in, in what I'm doing. So, um, yeah. so I appreciate Chris recognizing that and for him and everyone else doing it for, for jumping in. And, and we want to, we've, we've all, as this show evolved, we wanted to make it a platform for people to express themselves and, and, and just have fun to just contribute stuff and have fun with it. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So thanks man. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, next message. 
<laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> hey, hey, boys, I, I got a whip. Hey. I don't know which of the two of you decided to tell your grandma Lois about my love for Jamie Lee Curtis, especially in chain <laughs> places. But I've been sleeping on the couch ever since. Still hope you guys have a great new year. We're going to have a lovely New Year's Eve party in a little bit. I got to go get dressed. Your grandma's putting the finishings on the shrimp and olive tree. And, uh, you know, we're going to have some friends come over. We'll have a little eggnog and all the good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, you guys have a great New Year, and I will talk to you in the future. Thanks, Grandpa Frank. Grandpa Frank, you, sir, are a true gentleman to always call in and make sure we're doing all right. Absolutely. Thank, thanks for doing that. All right, Adam, how about our next message? And here comes our next message. Oh, wait, incidentally, Grandpa Frank, same to you. Have a great New Year, Christmas, everything. Oh, yeah. Great 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for saying that, for sure. Hello. This is Casey, and I'm a gravity beard old holic. <laughs> I've been a gravity beard victim for about a year. And this is how I talk. Huh. I can't jump very high because of all this gravity, <laughs> even though I get pretty drunk sometimes, and I think I can conquer gravity. <laughs> Even my beard is susceptible to gravity. It only grows down. I can't grow cool curls that go up on the end of my mustache. <laughs> but the real gravity of why I called is I still want to know the story of the gravity beard guy. I mean, isn't it weird most hosts and even the interns don't have a beard yet? <laughs> For almost a full year, I thought he, which is you, Chris, tall for short. And now he is history. What happened? Did he eat a hot dog sandwich, poached egg, or maybe <laughs> start a podcast about potted plants? I don't know. Nice reference. Peace, love, and ketamine. <laughs> and that's it. Peace, love, and ketamine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'm not sure. I think that was Casey Jones. Oh. I believe at the beginning he said, but I don't know I don't know for sure, actually. Oh. At first I thought it was Tori. I, I didn't hear. I, I thought it was Tori, but I, I actually believe it's Casey. Uh, either one. Casey, if you want to confirm, but I think that was you. <laughs> Great message. Yes. Yes. I don't know exactly what question he was asking that he wants answered. He was asking about us not having beards or something. And I realized we didn't include this in the origin story, and I won't go very deep into it because I've told it on the on this show before. But no, I don't have a beard. You don't have a beard. The name of the show came from a list of curated band lists that I curated for over, I don't know, a bunch of years, 10, 12 years or whatever. This is just fake band list name. And uh, which I'd used before for another project, and that didn't pan mm-hmm. out. So then, when I started the show, I went back to that band list to figure out a name for the podcast, and I, f- I found Gravity Beard. I was like, "That's perfect." Plus, I'd already it was kind of set up for something. If he's asking about the maybe the picture, if he's been listening to the show yeah. long enough that they would yeah. have the picture with the guy with the beard, right? That is a guy that I knew for a short time named Trey, 
and he's moved around, so I don't even know where he is. He may be in Dallas, maybe not. But originally, my logo for the show, because I didn't have a logo, was just a picture of Trey that I took of him across the table at Payway by my house. <laughs> Did you ever know that? I didn't know it was at Payway, but I knew the rest of it. If that's what he was asking about, that's who that is. It was my buddy Trey. Yeah, it was a great picture. <laughs> I hope that answered your question. If not, uh, ask, uh, clarify, and I'll answer it again. It's a fascinating story, nonetheless. <laughs> so fascinating. Okay, here's our next message. <laughs> hey, Gravity Beard, this is Christopher DeVos again. I just oh, wanted hey, to yes. call back because I think my first message was a little rambly. Nope. And my thoughts weren't all quite clear. It's, um, I think it's just this time of year, I'm overworked. And um, got a big, gigantic podcast to edit. And then every time I go to edit it, you know, the wife's like, oh, we need to go to Target. And I'm like, I don't want to go to Target. Mm Because every time I go to Target, we spend $100. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. We're just, I just need like deodorant, shampoo. And then so we go to Target. And then $300 later, we're leaving Target. And I don't even have the shampoo or the deodorant. Correct. So anyway, to sum up the first message, when I was blogging bad, this podcasting gig has been good, and the community has been good, and you guys are kind of at the forefront of that. So that's all. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Bye. (laughs) Well, I guess, first of all, you were not rambling. We appreciate all those comments. Uh, secondly, uh, I can relate specifically to his target, um, anecdote. Well, right. Because when you go into target, you don't, you don't actually go in there and get what you need. You go in there and get what target tells you you need. (laughs) How do they do that? I don't know. They have some sort of mind control. Bastards. They're not the only ones. There's other stores. like I think Costco or Sam's or something can be like that too. How many times have you almost bought a casket from Costco? <laughs> or a big screen TV when you don't need a big screen TV? <laughs> you always need a big screen TV, <laughs> damn it. That's a good point. All right. Anyway, Chris, thanks for calling back. Uh, here is our next message. Hey, Tove. Hey, Adam. This is just Keith from the Pop-Up Filmcast. Hey, quick hits. Hey, first of all, thank you both for hanging out uh, over the holidays oh. and participating in the 12 days of Pop-Up Film. Yes. It was so really nice fun. of you guys to take some time and do that. Um Chris, especially with our our, our last uh, minute issue, we had needing a co-host. But uh, again, I appreciate that. Wanted to call in. Wish you guys uh, best of luck for 2019 and a happy new year. Uh, 2018 was great. I love being part of the Gravity Beard uh, family and the interns and the librarian and all. So I'll talk to you guys again in the new year. All right, later. Oh, what a great call, man! Thanks, Thanks bro. This is how I talk, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, luckily, at this time, to show our appreciation, Chris, I've got news quick hits. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's terrible news for Keith. What a horrible <laughs> thing like, to do in response what? to his very kind message. <laughs> yeah, incidentally, that uh, 12 days of pop-up was a freaking blast. Yes. It was so much fun, man. So what you're talking about is, for those that don't know, Keith Gala, his show is the Pop-Up Film Cast, and uh, Derek came up with a terrific idea for what they should do over Christmas, 
And Derek suggested, hey, why don't we do 12 episodes in a row every day for the 12 days of Christmas? They call it the 12 pop-up films of Christmas. And he had other podcasters on to come on and as guests for shorter episodes. And so, Adam, between you and I, we were on four of the 12. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. But in any case, if you've not listened to his show, it's great. Pop-up Filmcast, please listen to it. But definitely, definitely check out. It's a, it's a great way to dip your toe in the water of the show because these are shorter episodes. So go check out the, the on Pop-up Filmcast, the 12 pop-up films of Christmas. Well, and I really love the way that Keith introduces Derek in all these things, you know? I do too. And my favorite <laughs> one, he was like, and... My co-host is the Sergeant Al Powell to my John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Keith and Derek both are very, very funny. They've got a very clever and funny show. And uh, if you're not listening to it, you're missing out. And, and also, uh, similar to uh, C- Christopher DeVos's message, Keith, thank you for... First of all, thank you for all the contributions, but also thank you yeah, for those seriously. kind words. It's an honor to have you a part of it. You know, And I will say that there's... There wasn't a second on that show that I, that I didn't stop laughing. <laughs> God, it is, it is so funny. Yeah. Everybody yeah. should go listen. Okay. Adam, here's our yeah. next message. <laughs> here's our next message. <laughs> here's our next message. <laughs> hey, boys. It's your Grandma Lois. How you doing? Hey. Grandma Lois. I don't know why your Grandpa Frank loves the Christmas movies so much. Everyone knows we're Jewish. Anyway, <laughs> Grandpa Frank's friends came. I don't know where they're from. I don't know their names. They don't speak very good English. I think they're Russian or something. Oh, crap. Oh, no. Anyway, we had a lovely dinner. I made the mashed potatoes, of course. <laughs> I make the best mashed potatoes. These friends of, my, of your Grandpa Frank's, uh, they're kind of big and strong and a little scary. But, you know, Grandpa Frank is the president of the HOA, and the boys come about once a month and assist your Grandpa Frank in getting things done around the condo, you know? Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. We don't have any problems with the legal parking, the dogs doing their business on the grass. It's wonderful. <laughs> anyway, your Grandpa Frank really loves Joni Lee Curtis. He's always had a crush on her, and that's fine because me and my girlfriends are going to go watch the Aquaman with the Jackson Momoa. I don't know what his ethnicity he is, but he's a good-looking, handsome man. Anyway, Adam, I hope the judo is going good for you. My stories are on now, so I'll give you I'll give you a little break. Call your grandma. Okay, bye. <laughs> what a great message. Yeah, best grandma Lois call ever. <laughs> And she didn't name name names, but I think she was talking about Russian Bear and Russian Bunny. <sighs> I think so too. I, I think that, but I I don't know. I, it feels like this might be taking a turn and you may not have anything to worry about because they've been down there at least since Thanksgiving. Yeah, and they can put in a good word for me, Grandma Franken. Well if, if nothing uh, else, Lewis. maybe their friendship with Grandpa Frank and they found a new gig, maybe they'll get distracted and maybe they're off they're off your trail. Well, one can hope, right? One can hope. I mean, an unintended consequence of them going down there to find you, and instead they befriended our podcast grandparents. I got to be honest, I didn't see that coming, but I like nope. it. I like yeah, it a lot. Was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good twist. That, that's a very good twist. <laughs> okay, let's go to our next message. Hey, uh, it's Chris one last time. <laughs> Remember when I was talking about Target last time? 
<laughs> well, I was passing a Target, and then I remembered I needed stocking stuffers for the kids still. Sure, yeah. So I went into Target, and I found this really interesting thing. It's a Ghostbuster Playmobil person, awesome. except it's a gender-neutral Ghostbuster Playmobil person. Interesting. It kind of looks like the lead singer to the Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> That's all. Doing a great job again. All right. Bye. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you meant to do this on purpose, but this is kind of Krista Voss's Target Shopping Trip audio diary. Right. <laughs> it's officially Krista Voss's Target Shopping audio diary. Yeah. His family shopping trip audio diary. Which came to a wild conclusion. It really did. A very interesting conclusion. <laughs> and, and so credit to Jerry. He's He kind of is, is the inventor of the... Of the audio diary, but... Of the audio diary, right. Yeah, and now people are jumping on. Uh, So thanks. If the audio diary is a new thing that's going to keep coming, more power to everybody for doing that. Absolutely. We can thank you, Road Warrior, just for that. Hashtag Road Warrior. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Here's the first of the last two. Okay. And I think you're going to like this one. I know I will. Well, actually, I called to wish y'all a Merry Christmas and a Happy (laughs) Holiday Season. With apologies to Trosclair, I'll give you the Cajun version of The Night Before Christmas. <laughs> yes. It don't but one night before Christmas, and all through the house, ain't nothing passed, not even a mouse. The children, they snuggle, go snug on the floor, and Mama done pass some paper under the crack of the door. <laughs> and out on the bar, there rose such a clatter, done sound like a boudreau, done fall off his ladder. <laughs> I run to the door, trip on the dog, and fall on the floor. Then out on the bar, when I stretch my next skin, I see six alligators pulling the skip. With a big fat driver and a long bull whip, like to know right away, got the benzene neck. He whistled and hollered and called him by name. Ha komo, ha boudreau, ha ha see and ha say. To the top of the roof, to the top of the wall. Crawl up the alligator, make sure you don't fall. <laughs> he come down to the chimney and land with a splat. Sit first on the yams and jump like a cat. Stock to you, say, I better my pants, I got me a hole. I don't set myself in them red hot coal. He don't do no talking, but go straight to his work. But play things in the stockings and turn with a jerk. With all that fire and them rent our coals, I don't go back that way, he say to my soul. He climb up to the porch and jump to his script, grab up the reins and snap his bull whip. And you hear me scream as they swim by the sight. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. That was unbelievable. That was freaking incredible. <laughs> who who left that message? Jim Weir. That was Jim? Yeah. Oh man, he did like I feel like it was, I was like, oh, it's Jim, and then I was like, oh, the, but that Cajun coming out, like that was really well done. The Cajun version of the night before Christmas. <laughs> I love that so much. So great. Wow, Jim, hell yeah, man! Merry Christmas to us, Adam. Yes. Is, is there a reason to maybe do three promotions in the same episode? We have to. I mean, do what you got to do. Well, it is my great pleasure to. Promotes to more season intern, Jim Ware. Excellent. Well done, sir. Your contributions to the group and recent increased number of calls and nickname designation person is really impressive. Yeah, now I've got I've got a really, really terrible memory, so we may have already promoted him, but if we haven't, now we definitely have. We definitely done it. All right. So let it be written, so let it be done. Exactly. Okay. Adam, we only have one more message. And here's our last message. Adam, here's our last message. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness, this is Cookie Monster, and this is how I talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hi, Cookie Monster. My friend Batman and I were listening to some podcasts, and I thought to myself, why not look at the Gravity Beard and Turns page? And there they were. Everybody's eating cookies. Dove, Jessica, Luke, Tiff, Adam. Everybody's eating cookies, and I'm thinking to myself, yum, 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 because she is for cookie. That's good enough for me. <laughs> cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. Nom, 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 nom. Starts with C. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to congratulate Cookie Monster. I think that's our first Sesame Street call in. He was called before. I mean, yes, and he was called in before, but like we don't have any other Muppets that have called in. No. But we'd love it if they would. Absolutely. So, Cookie Monster, thank you for your most recent call. Feel free to call in again. But also, if you have any Muppet friends that want to call the show, by all means, encourage them. Yeah, and Cookie Monster, please add your picture uh, eating cookies to the to the page. <laughs> by all means. Okay. Adam. Yes. That marks the conclusion of a couple of things. One. The... It's end a, of messages. <laughs> yeah. First, it's the end of our hotline messages. Thank you, everyone, for those fantastic messages. Seriously. Secondly, that concludes today's staff meeting. Oh. See, now you're back on that side of it, and it sucks to be told that it's, <laughs> it's the end bad. of the staff meeting. I don't know if people noticed, but you, you said that, and I thought you meant the end of the episode, and then you, you went into hotline messages, so it sounded like you said, like I was... I was booing hotline messages. <laughs> so if any listener caught that, clearly that's not what I meant. Yeah, don't boo the hotline messages, bro. No, Adam Adam did a misdirection on me at the, uh, on the uh, Christmas episode. <laughs> but in any case, Adam, perhaps the biggest thing that this is the end of is the year 2018. In the year 2018. Yes. Listen. We recognize that if you just listened to that entire episode, that was a very, very long episode. You also know that that's not how long our episodes typically are. Right. Thank you for hanging with us. We, we will get back to our normal time frame, which usually is about an hour, starting with our next episode. But here's the other thing. We're going to take a little break, and we're not going to have an episode of This Week Today or a staff meeting until about the middle of January. So this is kind of that's that's one of the reasons this episode was a little bit longer is we had a, we had a lot of things to get on the agenda we wanted to get it all out and kind of clear the table before the end of the year. Yep. And now we've done that. Thank you for listening. And uh, that's the end of this meeting. Hey, and um, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays to everyone. Thank you for an amazing 2018. We look forward to seeing you in 2019. And just because we're not posting episodes doesn't mean we won't be active in the group. Um, so it'll just be you know a couple weeks without an episode, and then we'll uh, we look forward to kicking it back up. So we're looking forward to messages. We want to hear some reviews about your Christmas presents, whether they were crappy. If you had any uh, Christmas party stories that went awry, you know things like that. We look forward to hearing about it in the new year. Yes, I agree with all of that. So here's just some quick credits. If you are not in our Facebook group, please come join us there. We'd love to have you. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. It's an endless source of entertainment of all kinds. Uh, clearly, uh, it is because everything on this episode, everything in our, all of our staff meeting episodes comes from the group. The number for the hotline is 321-465-2180. You can find our show on Twitter by searching at the Gravity Beard. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, you can go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Please check out Sarah Stapleton and me on Life is Messy. Adam can also be found on a delicious show called Feast on History, 
with the great Carrie McGinnis. If you found this show, you know where to find those. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. This catchy little tune is Above and Beyond. Both are by Silent Partner and can be found on the YouTube audio library. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host, Toph. This meeting is adjourned. This is how we talk. (laughs) (laughs) See you next year, everybody. Later. scene.